This is WFO Radio. Started with our post-race media availabilities here at Phoenix Raceway for today's Ruoff Mortgage 500. We're joined by our race-winning team, uh, the number 14 uh, with Stuart Haas Racing, uh, the Ford. We have Chase Briscoe and crew chief Johnny Klossmeyer. We will go straight to questions for this pair. Please raise your hand and we'll get a wireless mic. We'll start up front with Taryn and then go in the middle to Jonathan. Taryn Walk with NASCAR.com. Chase, what's it like knowing that you were battling against two other drivers trying to get their first win too? Yeah, I felt like <clears throat> on that last restart, two, two restarts, I feel like that's probably a worst-case scenario for me. You know, Ross and Tyler are probably two of the most aggressive guys on restarts, and obviously we're going for their first win too. And then fourth, you have Kevin, who obviously has been in a, a year, year and a half since he's won, so you know he's hungry too. So, yeah, I just knew that <clears throat> as long as I drove in there deeper than everybody else, I felt like I was probably going to be okay. And, uh, you know, those two other guys, you know, they were – Given everything they had too. So thankful that Ross left me a lane. He didn't have to do that. You know, I thought when I was on the outside of him that one time off of two, I already thought in my mind I was going to plug the fence and I was probably going to be done. But I was committed at that point. So I was kind of blown away that it stuck as well as it did. And then that he even left me a lane because he was all but clear. So everything just worked out perfect, you know, all day long. We, uh, you know, there was one point in the race there we kind of faded a little bit, but Johnny and the pit crew did an incredible job of just giving me an opportunity to try to win the race. And, uh, you know, as a driver, that's all you can ask for. I'm going to go to Jonathan in the middle. Jonathan Field, the racing experts. First of all, congratulations on the win. Uh, just knowing the journey that you've taken, how does it feel to finally <laughs> win at the top level and be the 200th winner as well? Yeah, for, I mean, just to get there, just to run a cup race. Uh, I, I mean, I never thought I would even run a single truck race, let alone run a cup race, and I'd be a winner and to be the 200th winner at that, you know, there's some incredible guys that are on that list of, of, you know, just to be one of 200 is, uh, you know, it's humbling. It's unbelievable. You know, I, I said it in my post-race deal, I mean, seven years ago, I was literally two days away from giving up racing, at least on, on the pavement side. And, uh, Briggs and Beth Cunningham called me and asked if I wanted to test their ARCA car. And that's turned into a race and that turned into a full season. And then that turned into, you know, for taking a chance on me. And there was many times along the way where my career could have been over, even in the last four or five. So uh, to now be a winner in the Cup Series is uh, unbelievable. You know, just to be one of 40 guys week in and week out is, uh, you know, special. And now to say that you were the, the best guy that day, you know, these guys are incredible race car drivers. And just to even be on the racetrack with them is, is humbling. And, and to say that you beat them is uh, definitely humbling. I'm going to come up front to Bob. Right there. I have one for each first. Chase, um, if you end up in the wall, is that okay finish if you're going for the win? I mean, I was committed at that point. I, if I lifted, I was going to get beat because then Ross has the lead and there's no way I was going to be able to, to pass him back. So, I, like I said, I, I thought there was no way that I wasn't going to hit the fence. And, uh, you know, same thing at Darlington when I beat Kyle. You know, I, I felt like – uh, God was, was with me because there's no way, you know, both when I won Darlington, when I hit the fence and somehow gained speed, and then today, you know, there's no way I wasn't going to knock the wall down at the angle I was at. I was up in the marbles, and somehow it stuck, and, and I, I, I was able to clear him. So uh, definitely uh, was a crazy race. You know, those restarts, they definitely made you earn them, and uh, just uh, an unbelievable day. Like I said, you know, thankful that our pit crew 
was on it. They've been on it all year long and just gave me an opportunity to try to go win the race. And like I said, that's all you can ask for from the driver's seat. And for Johnny, when you hear him say that he was probably going to hit the wall, <laughs> I mean, are you, does that make you cringe a little bit or is that what you expect? No, that's what I expect out of Chase 100% all the time. And he's going to put it on the line. He's going to find the limit. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. And today it all worked out. I'm going to go right there in the back. Nicholas Hodel, Arizona PBS, uh, Cronkite News. Um, I have one for each of you as well. Um, I'll go to the crew chief first. Um, we saw what Elliott's pit crew had done throughout the day. And then for you guys to uh, get it done when Elliott's pit crew had a bit of a slower stop, what was that like for you as a crew chief? That's awesome. You know, a lot of the guys that on that team, they worked with us the last few years. and we've, We're a tight-knit group. We believe in each other. And, you know, those guys, we've had – Speed in the car, maybe have an issue on pit road, or we have speed in, on, in the pits and then don't have the car to back it up. But today those guys carried us, and, um, you know, we had a fast car, but they were on it. You know, with this new car, everyone's figuring out the single lug and, and how to be the fastest at doing it, and uh, they did a great job at it. Um, you know, our pit stall helped. We've been playing around, you know, getting the most in and out of the box, and those guys delivered when it mattered. Uh, and then for you, uh, Chase, uh, when, when that caution flag went out with seven to go, what, what was going through your head as you were trying to ride to victory? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> there was a couple times there. You know, I, I don't remember when that first one came out, maybe 30 or 40 to go. And I just finally started barely pulling away from Chase. And I, I felt like if it just went green to the end, I was going to at least have a shot. You know, looking back on it, I'm, I'm glad that that caution probably came because – it's hard to say what happens those final 35 laps. If his car kind of comes in and mine fades, I was definitely starting to get loose, and I was kind of getting worried there for a second. Uh, but, yeah, then, you know, the one with eight to go, I, there was no way they were going to catch me. And uh, the cost comes out. And, you know, it's, I'm glad that it, it, obviously now sitting here that that's the way it was because you definitely had to go earn it. And, uh, yeah, and then even there at the end, you know, that last restart, you know, it could have went multiple different ways. And uh, this place is, is crazy on restarts with the dog leg and everything else. And there's a lot of unknown variables. And uh, my spotter, I have a new spotter this year, he did an incredible job on those restarts to uh, be aggressive and, and clear us and uh, ultimately what won us the race. Can you go to the left side? Hi, Bob Francis, Go Full Throttle. Chase, have you talked to your wife? <laughs> For like 20 seconds. It was yeah. super brief. Uh, I was on the phone with Tony, and she was on FaceTime. There was a lot going on, obviously. It was right when we got into Victory Lane. And uh, then there at the end, she obviously isn't here. So uh, we FaceTimed her and tried to take somewhat of a picture with me, her and Brooks. So who knows if it turned out or not. But, yeah, I wish that, that she was here. She was wanting to come literally last minute. And I talked her out of it because I was like, you know, flying with the baby, flying commercial. You know, last minute, if it gets canceled or delayed, like we'd be stuck here in Charlotte. So she just, I saw my text just a second ago. She said, I, I knew I should have came. So hopefully she's going next week and Brooks is going next week. So hopefully we can go back to back. But yeah, uh, it'd be cool to, to call her and, and, you know, just get home tonight, you know, whatever time we get home and, and see her and Brooks. And in your conversation with Tony, um, the 14 back in victory lane, could you tell us a little bit about that conversation and how great it is to have the 14 back in the victory lane? Yeah, he was just first off, said congratulations, and uh, they actually won won the the Gator Nationals today and the drag racing deal. So he was pretty excited. You could hear you know dragsters going off in the background, and I just told him thank you, you know, for believing in me and giving me an opportunity to to drive that car. You know, that car is is obviously his, and he has a lot of passion and drive for that car. And to to take a chance on another guy, kind of like himself, you know, a dirt sprint car guy. You know, we grew up 45 minutes apart. My dad raced against Tony in sprint cars. And, you know, I was literally a diehard Tony Stewart fan growing up and diehard 14 fans. So for me to add my name to the list of guys that have got the 14 car in victory lane is 
is definitely special for me. I know looking back when I was six, seven years old and wearing the Tony Stewart helmet and uniform, I never in a million years thought I would get the 14 car in Victory Lane in the Cup, Cup Series. And uh, it was cool for him to call and uh, hear how excited he was. Thank you. I'm going to go to Dominic in the middle here. Dominic, auto going with the racing experts in ESPN Radio Albuquerque for Chase. This win, how does it compare to maybe some of those other Xfinity Series wins or that 2016 Arca Series championship? Yeah, I mean, the, the Cup Series is the pinnacle. I mean, you, you dream of just getting an opportunity to run in the Cup Series. It's the, the most elite guys, the best race car drivers, in my opinion, in the world, uh, especially in stock cars. So to, to win a Cup race is something I never in a million years dreamed. Uh, I would even get to you know, run one of them. And to now say I'm a winner, and like I said, be on that list of only 200 people, and I don't know what I am now, and, and winning all three series, you know, I never, I was saying earlier, I never thought I'd run a truck race, let alone, you know, be able to win in all three series now. It's uh, super special, and uh, just can't believe it. I don't think it's really sunk in yet, and I don't know if it will for a while, but we just got to keep keep grinding. We've been really, really fast all year long. One of the, the best cars, I feel like, we just haven't been able to put the whole race together, and today we did that. And what do you think you're going to remember most about this victory? Uh, probably that it came at Phoenix is pretty unbelievable. This is like my worst racetrack forever uh, here, Richmond and, and New Hampshire. I mean, I used to dread coming here, you know, even in the Xfinity stuff. You know, I I, I was bummed, truthfully, that the race came here instead of Homestead because I felt like Homestead was my best racetrack and trying to win a championship. And ever since the Cup Series, you know, even last year, we didn't have the finish necessarily at Phoenix, but we were really, really fast at both races. So um, I don't know, something about I think the, the more power, the less downforce is – been a little bit better and then as they've added the stuff to the top it's really helped me because i can kind of just run the top all day long and i feel like that's typically better for me thank you can i come up front to cole congrats guys cole kusman with the arizona republic uh chase you mentioned this being a very difficult track for you how did it compare to last year in the cup series uh with the gen 6 car yeah, honestly, I thought when even when we came and tested here in January, whenever that was, I thought this was the most similar place to the the old car uh, out of anywhere that I've I've driven it so far. It, it just feels you have a little bit more grip and it feels a little bit slower down the straightaway, but the cornering is honestly about the same, and and even the brake points are pretty similar. So I, I will say this car that how the tires kind of wore out was different than the old car. Um, but I thought the racing was better, truthfully, in this car than last year's car and just what you could do inside the race car and, and set guys up. So I've had a lot of fun in this next-gen car. You know, I was definitely hesitant at first. I didn't know if I was going to, you know, like it or fit my driving style. And, and everywhere we've went, I felt really comfortable in the car. And, you know, week in and week out, I keep finding that limit of how much I can slide the car and slip it. And at the beginning, you know, we were all scared that we weren't even going to be able to do that at all. So it's been really fun to kind of learn this car. And Stuart Haas and, and even specifically the 14 guys have done a really good job of, of finding speed in it. And then have you noticed any significant strides, I guess, within yourself or the team compared to your rookie season last year? Yeah, I think just from a confidence standpoint, I've, I've felt like I belong this year. You know, last year, you know, you just – it, you're very eyes wide open. You know, you're you're racing against guys that you've watched on TV for years, you've looked up to, and now you know I don't I don't look at the 18 car and go, oh man, that's Kyle Busch. You know, that's just the 18 car and another guy out there. So I think just that confidence has came a long way, and obviously with the results, that confidence builds. So I, I feel like I belong, and especially now winning, I feel like I, I I've proven that I belong in the Cup Series. Where when you come in your rookie year. You think you're ready, but you're never ready. And now to, to run up front consistently and lead laps is uh, you know special for sure. I'm going to go back up front to Bob. 
Bob Hockers, Fox Sports, kind of following up on that, Chase. I mean, do you feel like, I mean, is this car an equalizer, or are you, are you and Tyler Reddick and Ross Chastain just better drivers and better teams no. that you have extra year on your belt? No, I mean, I think that – I think you see the dirt guys. I mean, Ross isn't a dirt guy, but a lot of the dirt guys, you know, when we go to a racetrack, you get three laps, and you're going racing. You get three hot laps, and you better figure it out quickly. And I think this car and just being new, not a lot of practice, the dirt guys have always had to figure it out and adapt very quickly where the guys that grow up late model racing or pavement racing – they don't necessarily have that. You know, they go and test and, and run hours of practice where the dirt guys, you got to figure it out quickly and you got to be able to adapt. And I feel like that's why you've seen dirt guys run better earlier in this next gen car. And, you know, it is an equalizer to a certain extent. I think there's more comers and goers throughout the race. I feel like this car on the long run, you know, the old car, you saw one guy be fast. He was just fast, you know, the whole time. You couldn't really catch him where this car you have really fast short run guys, really good long run guys, and there's a lot of comers and goers. So it's interesting to see how that plays out throughout a race. And, and you know, I can't speak to the setup side of it, but from a driver's standpoint, I feel like we've done a lot better as finding that limit and being able to ride on that limit where at first you couldn't feel the limit and then it was gone before. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think we're better race car drivers or at better teams, but I do think it's an equalizer to a certain extent just because it is a new opportunity and guys have to figure it out and adapt. Yeah, I mean, we came here and tested, you know, and, and hit on some things. Then we refined it a little bit more to the Coliseum and had a good car there. Didn't get the result we needed and kind of built on that again to come back here. So we were pretty quick, you know, qualified sixth. And I think, you know, we're working on the simulator. Engineers are working hard. They're trying to figure it out. And there's a lot of low-hanging fruit right now. And I think we've hit on something that kind of fits his his driving style. So, um, like I said, we've we've been able to kind of take more things from different racetracks and, and apply it more just because the car is the same and um, it, it drives the same and, and it takes the same setup between all the, you know, all the short tracks and stuff. And we're just able to refine it. And I think that, you know, just keep building on that is going to be um, more success to come. Can you go to Dustin? Dustin Long, NBC Sports. You alluded to just, you know, your career path is there's been many different roadblocks or potential roadblocks. When you reach a moment like this, and maybe your head's still spinning, but are there anything in particular the moments that you really think back on and like, holy cow, if this or this or this, or maybe it's just all of them or anything in particular that stands out? Yeah, I mean, there's a ton. I mean, the one, like I said, when I was driving with half my stuff back from North Carolina back to Indiana, I mean, that one definitely sticks out. And, I mean, I called my mom, I remember, an hour before and was balling. I was over it. You know, I felt like I had been kicked so many times and had no opportunities. And an hour later, I get that phone call. You know, 2020 or leading into 2020, I was going to get dropped. I had no sponsors, no nothing. Ford was in a weird situation where they didn't want to fund it anymore. And my dad is wearing a, a 98 Chase Briscoe hat in the middle of downtown Vegas. And the Mike Menderbrew, the CEO of High Point, just randomly walks by and says, hey, Chase Briscoe, and gives my dad a business card. A week later, he's committed to sign up for Xfinity, where three days before that, I was about to get dropped. And then, you know, just how hard my dad was on me. You know, he chewed me out in victory lane and sprint cars and was always hard on me. You know, it's very – I mean, I can count on maybe three occasions where he's told me I've done a good job. And, uh, you know, without him being that hard on me growing up, you know, I, I definitely wouldn't be the race car driver I am today. And it was – it was cool. He was here this weekend, and he came up to me in Victor Land and gave me a hug, and he had tears in his eyes. I had tears in mine. He said, 
are all those ass chewings worth it? And it's it's the truth. Uh, I mean, without him being that hard on me, you know, a lot of dads sugarcoat it and tell their kid that they're the best and they're not doing anything wrong. And my dad was the opposite. He was always hard on me. Uh, always was not afraid to get into my, to my rear end. And honestly, I'm I'm glad that he did it that way. You know, at the time I didn't always understand it, but now looking back on it, as I've matured, I'm glad that he was the way he is. And I mean, he's still that way today. I mean, he was chewing me out for how I was doing stuff in practice yesterday. So he definitely keeps me, uh, you know, grounded and really helps me a lot. Any additional questions for? We go right there to John. Uh, John Harpoon with the Circuit Journal. I got a question for each of you. Uh, for Johnny first, your first win was a fuel mileage win. Your second win was Talladega, and you only led the final lap. Uh, does it feel any more validating to win a race the way you did today? Yeah, obviously we had a fast car, so you know to be able to not just win on some strategy or some nuance, but yeah, it, it does. Um, I think the the coolest thing is just. With our guys, you know, last year was a tough year. It was, you know, we didn't make the playoffs, and we, you know, it was it was a struggle as a company and everything. And we knew this was a reset for our side too. And then, you know, having Chase his confidence up and everything, and and being able to to win with him is, you know, super special. So yeah, I mean, it is. I, I think that we've had speed, uh, and I think it could happen again. We just have to, you know, put it all together and execute. But checking the box on the first one, you know, solidifying in the playoffs and stuff, that's a huge step. Um, I think we can try a couple things and stuff, but it's nice to win early, and then you can learn the rest of the year. All right, thank you. And then for Chase, um, I know you alluded to feeling like you deserve to be here, and obviously you do. You just want to race, but um, do you feel any relief getting that first win, and do you feel any relief knowing that you'll likely be in the playoffs this year as well? Yeah, I mean, last year, I mean, you come in, and, you know, winning nine races in the Xfinity Series – like I said, you think you're ready, but you're never ready. And you get humbled really, really quickly in the Cup Series and learn how good everybody is. I mean, these guys, even that are running 30th, are some of the best race car drivers in the world. And you learn really quickly. you got to go to work and figure it out. And, you know, you always – I mean, results are what keep you here, right? At least for me, I don't I don't come from backing. I have to go have results. Otherwise, nobody wants me to drive the race car. And, you know, it's definitely a, a relief to win a race. I mean, you can run second, third, but – People want to win her at the end of the day, and you have to win races to stay here. And, you know, this isn't a guarantee. This could be my only win. I hope not, but hopefully it, it shows that I was capable of being at this level. Um, but you still have to keep working. You know, there's 39 other guys that are going to try to be the best next week, and we just got to continue to do what we can do. And like I said, we've, we've been really fast, and I felt like today we put a whole race together, and we've proven out to ourselves that we can do it. And I think that's a lot of the battle and that confidence hopefully carry. Thank you. Can I go in the back left? Uh, Sam Brennan with Valley Sports Arizona. I noticed while you're doing the hat dance in Victory Lane, a very excited gentleman in a black polo came up to you and showed you a receipt. What was he getting excited about? I guess he placed a bet. He was pretty excited. <laughs> yeah, it was a good one that he won. So, yeah, he was he was pretty fired up. So it was cool for him <laughs> to win. Do, uh, do you know who that was? Uh, yeah, it was Rusty Rush, <laughs> our sponsor. Yeah, I think he won six figures, so he's pretty excited. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Any additional questions? All right, Chase and Johnny, congratulations. Thanks Thank for joining you. us. This is WFO Radio. Woo! Yeah, welcome to the party.
Bye, bye, bye. Subscribe to WFO Radio on iTunes. Never miss a show. And don't forget to write a review. WFO.